0: I want you guys to take a couple of seconds real quick. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think of a hero. Think about what they look like. What did they do to become a hero? Why are they the person in your mind right this moment? What are their powers? Keep that image in your mind. You can open your eyes. What makes a hero a hero? Does your hero have supernatural powers, invisibility, super strength? Can they fly? Do they have to have a can of spinach before they work anything? Raise your hand if the hero that you thought of was a Superhero. One, Captain America, Batman, Superman. When asked to describe what a hero is, a lot of people think of these things. These people. I'm I'm a Captain America fan from day one. But these aren't the only heroes that exist. Heroes can be normal people just the same. Raise your hand if your hero wasn't a comic book superhero. Was not. Was not but a normal person you could talk to whose gifts were sacrifice, compassion, mercy, or wisdom. We all have our heroes in our life. So then how do you really, really define a hero? Well, the source of all knowledge, Google, (laughs) says a hero is a person who is admired, or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. My favorite band of all time, and Casting Crowns—they have a new song out called "Nobody," which I, I love. However, they play it so much, I, I listened to that song before it was cool. Um, I had the CD and I listened to it because you can still listen to CDs. But listen to the words of the chorus. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. That's just awesome. I found there's a lot of good Christian music out there, but some are just so much more spirit-filled than others. Casting crowns is outstanding. The words are, are outstanding. But listen to how they define heroes. You may never know their names, but they're moving mountains. Just the same. Instead of searching for the spotlight, they'll follow Jesus into the darkest night. These are the heroes, just ordinary people, laying down their lives like angels in disguise. They're weak, but always willing. They dare to do the hard things. And in the dark and desperate places, no one else goes. You'll find the heroes. A hero gives them him or herself for others, and it's as simple as that. They go against the tide to do what's right, not thinking of themselves. That's a hero. But we don't think of a hero being a baby, do we? Babies can't do anything on their own except cry and use the bathroom, and some would say that's not very heroic. Usually it takes the hero the mom or dad to make that situation better again but no often we think of a young man or young woman who is ready to fight those are who we think of heroes and that is the exact kind of hebrew that the heroes hebrews excuse me were wanting the savior that they thought that they needed from being captive by one country to then being captive by another country, from losing their relationship with God and finding it only to lose it again, repeatedly turning their back on God, the Hebrews were in need of a Savior. And the Savior they would receive. Not a mighty warrior riding on a white horse and a drawn sword yet, but a baby born in a cave and laid in a feeding trough. For a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9-6. And so the, the prophecy in Isaiah was fulfilled. For in Luke 2, we read this. While they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. But then this happened. Then an angel of the Lord stood before the shepherds and said, Do not be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior, the Savior you've been waiting for, was born for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. In the night, in that night, he has come to show the world that love has won. And in that night, a child came to show the world that it could be saved. A child named Jesus Christ, who is God in flesh. God who became human to live among us and to save us. Mary will conceive and bear a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. No longer did anyone have to walk in darkness, because as that little baby was lying in that darkness, he shined a light. As Isaiah prophesied, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. This movie, the Nativity Story. Raise your hand if you ever watched it. Y'all ever seen? Hannah and I watched it just a few days ago. I recommend you watch it. I recommend you watch. A story about Jesus being born, our Savior. How could we not see what people are saying about our Savior? But our living Savior lived among us and had the humblest of births. So no one can say they cannot relate to him, that God cannot relate to them. Jesus was born homeless. There was no crib, only a feeding trough where animals were fed their slop. Is this truly a cradle for a king? A world desperately needed saving, but was so captivated and filled with themselves that they had no room for their savior. It kind of sounds familiar. It's easy to get our eyes focused on ourselves, our wants, our hopes, and our dreams. So much so that it starts taking a toll on our relationship with God, our relationship with our family, and our relationship with others in general. One example is technology. Technology has made great strides, was built to bring us together. But in many ways... It has pushed us farther apart. You see people here, a lot of them on their cell phones, on their smartphones. I have made one of the best decisions I think I've ever made. I dropped my Samsung Galaxy, whatever. I got this. Now, some of you might know it takes a long time for me to respond. I'm glad you all laughed at that. But in this Bible, it's a worldview study Bible, it had an article about technology written by an apologist. And one of the things he mentioned was that sending a text is easy. But when you call somebody, when you write them a letter, when you want to meet them and speak to them face to face, that shows love. Because it shows in even the most minuscule way, in the smallest way, you wouldn't expect it, that you would give of yourself that little time, instead of just sending a text, but to give of my time to talk to somebody, to speak to somebody. As we talked about last Sunday, to be present with somebody. It's hard to be present in a text. It's hard to be present in a message that is only... 120 characters long. That's very hard. But Casting Grounds, like I said, one of my favorite bands wrote a song, something about this as well. It's one of the most convicting songs I've ever heard. And it's called A House of Their Dreams. Listen to these words. But they're trapped in their own worlds, in their own wars with their cell phones and the closed doors. It's funny how quiet and peaceful that it seems. But they're all alone together in the house of their dreams. They're all alone together. Doesn't that sound horrible? When our hearts and minds are not on God but on ourselves, It doesn't take long for our words and our actions to follow. This is a place that the Hebrews found themselves often. The Old Testament is littered with instances of Hebrews turning their backs on God, forsaking Him for idols made of gold, for things that please them. But God, in His wonderful omniscience, His all-knowing, knew that Israel would need a Savior. And this Savior would not only need to be born, but would need to die. Let's read in Isaiah 52, verses 2 to 6, another prophecy talking about Jesus. He grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He didn't have an impressive form or majesty That we should look at him as a savior of humble birth. No appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sickness, and he carried our pains. But in turn, we regarded him as stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned our own way, and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. We went astray. We have turned our own way. But Jesus came, and as Isaiah said, it would happen, did happen. Jesus was punished for our iniquity, and the prophecy was fulfilled jesus showed the greatest example of love that could be given while we were yet sinners christ died for us that's romans 5 8. you hear this from hebrews 7. jesus this is the kind of high priest we needed holy innocent undefiled separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. Jesus doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do. First for their own sins and then for the sins of the people. But he did this once and for all time when he offered himself. That is how he proved his love for us. Jesus was born to die, to be raised so that we could live forever with him. Sometimes it's hard for us to believe what we can't see. But we are called to believe in a God who became human, who was murdered, and who was raised from the dead. Anything in our natural, our natural thinking of things, our logical thinking of things would simply say that's not true. There's no way that can be. And if you struggle with this, you're not the only one. Because Jesus even had doubters within his own beloved 12 disciples. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Do not be faithless, but believe. Thomas responded to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. John 20, 27 to 29. We have not had the luxury that Thomas had. Being able to feel with our hands and see with our eyes the risen Christ Christ. But we're called to believe just the same. And for that belief, we are called blessed. Now, back to technology. Technology, like I said, can push us farther apart. But it is such a powerful way to reach so many people, yet, it is abused. And so I want everybody to say hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Thank you. If you post anything online today or every day, I want you to use this hashtag. Hashtag blessed. A lot of times you see it and people put hashtag blessed for reasons that don't mean anything. They say something random. Hashtag blessed. And it's a thing. But we have a reason for saying blessed. Because every word Every Facebook post that we post, we can do because of Jesus' sacrifice for us. We are not defined by who we were or what we've done in the past, but we are defined by Christ. That is a blessing. By his stripes, we are healed. You see, the purpose for Jesus' life was made clear even before he was born. We mentioned the prophecies earlier. But an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to embrace Mary as your wife, for the one conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And this is prophecy about to be fulfilled being fulfilled she will give birth to a son and you shall give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins his purpose was laid out before him from his birth that he would be born that he would die and be raised so that we can live forever with him if we only believe you know, the, the new year is coming, 2020, just a few days away. And with it, we have a chance to make New Year's resolutions that hopefully will continue throughout the rest of our life. But I want to know something. Did any of you guys make a resolution in 2019? Oh, come on. If you made a resolution in 2019 and you kept it through the entire year of 2019, can anybody raise their hand. You, you did not use the elevator, not once. That is awesome. New, that was a youth thing. But my papa gave me some great advice one time about the guitar when I was learning to play the guitar. And he said, leave the guitar out of the case because if you put it in the case, you won't open the case and you won't play and you won't practice. How sad, but true that is. You will not play the guitar if it's out, but you will play. No, excuse me, that was wrong. I'll no, try that one again. You will play the guitar if it is out, but you will not play if the case is closed. Do any of you feel that way about your Bible? Do you keep your Bible out in the open, ready to read? Or is it stuck on the bookshelf, you know, out of sight, out of mind? Maybe that should be our New Year's resolution that we keep into every year past that just something simple as keeping our bible out making it so easy for us to read whether it's by ourselves or with our family that all we have to do is open the book for in this book lies the words of christ himself in this book we find jesus in this book We find out who God really is, the attributes of God, and how we can grow closer to him. Do not let this book be an ornament on the shelf. But let it be the sword of the spirit that it is supposed to be, keeping it within your heart. So that when you need it, and let me tell you, you will need it, you always need it. It will be right there with you. Maybe you've been there before where you've truly felt the power of God's love in your life, the power of God's forgiveness. Or maybe you're at a moment where you feel as though you've gradually turned from God and didn't even realize it, that you need to come back to him. You have a chance to do that today, every day. Right this very moment, He's waiting for us. Just when we think that our sin has closed the door, our Savior is standing there with arms wide open. That was then. But this is now. He says to us, My child, I bore your cross, and I wore your crown of thorns. When you couldn't come to me, My love came down to you. So you take my hand. If you don't know how, I will lead you out. That you don't have to be who you were, because that was then and this is now. Jesus doesn't care who you were. Jesus doesn't care what you've done, the thoughts you've had, or the words that you have said. He wants you here and now at this very moment the way you are. He wants you to commit your life to him. And he'll do the rest. Will you do that today? The youngest hero came from heaven to give you a chance to live forever with him. If you haven't taken that chance, I want you to take that chance today. And if you have, you live every moment, every last moment of 2019 and every moment of 2020 and every moment of 2021 for the rest of your life, giving every breath in service of Jesus Christ our King. You'll be glad he did. So with that, if you guys will join me in your bulletin. It is Covenant Sunday today. And I pray for each of you that if you make a promise, a covenant, that you will make it with Jesus, with God. That you will serve Him. That you will read your Bible. That you will deny yourself. And serve Him. And look to Him alone. New years are a powerful thing. Because it's very easy for us. Within the first month. We make a New Year's resolution to break it. They rarely last the first month. And if they last longer than that, you're doing pretty good. And then eventually they just break off again. It's hard to last 12 months. But let me tell you, the the peace, the joy, and the wisdom that you will receive from opening God's word every day. From praying and pouring out your heart to God every single day. I can tell you right now, you will see such a difference, such a transformation in your life. I've seen it in mine. I've seen it in my wife's. But if you'll join with me in the bulletin. Let us therefore go to Christ and pray. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. spirit thou art mine and i am thine so be it and the covenant which i have made on earth let it be ratified in heaven amen these next few moments you have a chance to come up michelle mcburney was asked by pastor jeremy squires to be available if anyone would like to be anointed These altar rails are open to make that covenant with God today. To dedicate your life, to dedicate yourself. There's no reason. Well, let me back up. It's very easy for us to think that we don't deserve it, that we can never. Deserve God's love or God's sacrifice. Let me tell you, that is absolutely 100% true. We never will deserve it. We can never earn it. In fact, our, our tithes, what we give to God, is not us giving to God because He deserves it, which He does. But it is us giving back to God just a portion of what He has given to us. He wants you as you are, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And with that, I open up Shelly. She has holy water that was blessed by Rick Vance from the land of Israel, I believe. I open up these altars to you. May not know. The Youngest Hero is a song that I wrote, one of the first songs that I ever wrote. And I'm going to play it for you guys. So you guys almost got out of here, but I'm going to hold you just a little bit longer. But I'm going to play this song for you. And it bridges everything together. Because the source of our life. Thank you. The source of our life. The source of our eternal life is Jesus. Without Jesus, without Jesus, where would we be? Without Jesus, the most important question, where would we go? But because of Jesus, because of our youngest hero, it doesn't matter what we've done. He loves us just the same. He is making beautiful things out of us when we give our hands to Jesus, the youngest hero. There is no stopping our God. So, with that, this song is entitled The Youngest Hero.
1: gift that could be given was shown in the form of that little boy he seems so small but yet he's strong enough to hold the weight of the world. And the youngest hero. Was laid in straw. Wrapped in cloth. Just to keep whole. Lying in the darkness. He shined a light. The youngest hero Was born tonight And in the night He has come To show the world Love has won in the night. A child came to show the world it could be saved. Unending faith, unending hope, unending grace, unfailing love. Unending faith, unending hope. Unending grace, unfailing love. And the youngest hero was laid in straw, wrapped in cloth, just to keep warm. Lying in the darkness, he shined the light youngest hero was born
0: tonight. You know, the youngest hero, Jesus, Jesus. If the youngest hero is Jesus, in case anybody needs that. Because of him, his life, his death, his resurrection, we have the chance for eternal life. How can you turn that down? how can you turn the chance for eternal life down with jesus also we have the hope that the ones that go before us are also with jesus singing his praises shouting his name no matter what we go through no matter the loss that we might experience let us celebrate in the lord let us rejoice and the God of salvation, and everything that we say, do, and think. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.
2: Amen. You're dismissed. Happy New Year.